0: what's up everybody welcome to another episode of the provoking the conversation podcast once again my name is sean and thanks for rocking for thanks for rocking with me again guys um happy spring it actually looks like the weather here in Pittsburgh's making a turn for the better so that will be good i don't have to stay in my house all day so i look forward to that all right so what i got for you today so today we're going to hit some topics that's probably going to make half of you hate me because I'm gonna say some controversial things, but that's okay, because I'm used to it. Um, gonna talk about Bill and Melinda Gates have broken up. Have broken up and um, Bill had a very interesting arrangement with his wife. We'll get to that. Um, J. Cole is coming out with a new album. I'm very excited, I wanna talk about that briefly. But I really wanna spend a lot of my time with Dr. Umar. If you don't know who Dr. Umar is, he is an internet sensation. And he's known for really discussing topics on the african-american community and how to uplift it and how to make it better and things like that but he's one of those how do i say this he's one of those activists that are a little bit a little bit extreme and he said some things about interracial marriage that made me think and you're gonna hear my comments on that it also made me think about marriage in general And I think it's an interesting conversation to have. Again, I'm not married. I'm not even in a relationship. But I think these are things you need to think about even before you get into those type of relationships because they will shape them. So those will be the three things we talk about today. Probably mention some other things. Um, Thanks again for listening, guys. Hey, and like I always say, enjoy the show. All right. So, you know, I've always this has always crossed my mind, sir. Well, if I get married and I get divorced, she gets half. But, you know, I never had a lot of money, so I never really think about how much was taken. Well, Bill Gates got a little bit more money to me because it was announced this week that Bill and Melinda Gates are ending marriage after 27 years. Before I get to the funnies, ending a marriage after 27 years after what they've built is is actually really surprising. Like you got to think about it. 27 years is as long is as a year less than what I'm 28. They've been almost married my whole life. Like, that's crazy and hard to think about. They have been married for almost my whole life. So, you know, prayers to both parties here. You know, we may sit here and use it as news and, oh, Bill Gates won the richest man in the world who's getting a divorce and this, this, and that. But I'm sure. At least I think and the next comments are going to make may make me think about that. They, there's probably some hurt here between those two. I try not to just talk about people in here just to laugh, but there's probably some hurt here between those two. And, and for them, the divorce divorce after all this time, there's two reasons. It was coming to an end and they just had to figure out a way to do it. Or, you know, something egregious happened. Or that, you know. They just decided, hey, you know, we lived our lives. We enjoyed our marriage. Let's split up now. Enjoy the rest of our lives with our money. And I say our money because she's going to have money, too. Um, The interesting thing is, like, before we hit the financials and what she's going to get in the divorce, because that's every man here. That's where our minds went. We went, oh, we put all this money. We created this. We we helped. Even if she did help build it, we were the face. We were the one taking the hits, and now she gets to walk away half. Again, I don't know what their agreement is. She might have signed a prenup. There might be an agreement between them two that she's only going to get a certain amount of money just for her to be comfortable. And if there's real love here between Bill and Melinda, I'm sure he wants her to be comfortable. He's like, I'm not going to kick you out and be broke. We were married for 27 years. That means something, you know. No matter how they love, that means something. We have 27 years. I think they have kids too. Like. That means something. I'm not going to just kick you on the street and make you broke. I also don't want you to rob me blind. But Bill's probably at the age now where, and he makes so much money, he's probably thinking like, whatever she takes ain't going to hurt me. And, And that's why going back to the Jeff Bezos breaking up with his wife or divorcing his wife. But that's what, that was another reason. It was confirmed he, you know, was banging his secretary, idiot, but. You know, when you get rich and powerful, you think you can do whatever you want. And you know what? Even Jeff Bezos was like, look, she can have the money. I don't see the guys like that, like Bill. I'm going on a tangent here, but stick with me here to guys like Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos. The money don't matter. Once you get a certain amount of money, you're like, all right, I'm cool. Cool. It's more about the success. It's the drive to be great. It's the drive to be the best in your field. That's what drives guys like this. It's not the money. And they understand that they probably don't get as far as they did without their wives. Jeff Bezos, there were stories out like his wife wrote the business plan for Amazon. And you got to think about it through all those years, through all the turmoil, through all the upgrades, through all the different things that Microsoft and Amazon went through. Their wives was the only one standing beside them. Their employees probably turned their back, their friends, they probably lost a lot in those years building these conglomerates or these companies that they run. And their wives were really the probably the, the main safe havens for them. They were always there when you came home. If you had a good day, a bad day, at least that's what I think. So, you know, we talk about these divorces, like, oh he must have did something, this, this, and that, you know? Someone said this to me before and it resonated with me after I heard one of my favorite coaches, Mike Tomlin, say it. Relationships run their course. Now, marriage is supposed to be till death do us part. So I don't expect marriages to end. But sometimes you do. And I say that to say this sometimes you get to a point where you're like, this just isn't working. Maybe we should go to our separate ways. I don't know how civil this is. There's not really a lot of reports. There was a report that Bill had an arrangement with Melinda that he would go on vacation with his ex every year. I don't know. You can only pull that off if you're rich. <laughs> let's let's talk about this for a second. You can only pull that off if you're rich. You cannot. Gentlemen, if you make under gentlemen, listen to me. You are not going to pull that off with your girl if you make 70000 a year. You $40,000 making ass dudes. That is not going to work with your woman. Do not try this at home. Bill Gates is a very, very rich man who can probably make up any type of agreement because he says, look, let me go on vacation with my ex. And here's here's $300,000. No, here's a million dollars. Go have yourself a nice summer. Go have yourself a nice week. I'll, t- I'll see when I get back, baby. Okay. So you need some leverage to do that. Not, men are not going to be able to enter those type of, you know, things without some type of leverage. But again, like prayers to them both. There, there was also a report where he gifted Melinda stock the day they got divorced. I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but he gifted Melinda stock and the stock grew to like $1.8 Um, you know, um, again, I don't think that's making, um, I don't think that's making a big, big dent. And I'm actually, I'm sitting here looking, here's the statement from Bill Gates about it. Quote, well, it's the statement from Bill and Melinda Gates. After a great deal of thought and a lot of work on our relationship, we have made the decision to end our marriage. Over the last 27 years, we have raised three incredible children, so they do have children, and built a foundation that works all over the world to enable all people to lead healthy, productive lives. We continue to share a belief in that mission and will continue our work together at the foundation. But we will no longer believe we can grow together as a couple in the next phase of our lives. We ask for space and privacy for our family as we begin to navigate this new life melinda and bill gates elegant um yeah um this was uh they met at microsoft though and when melinda was the marketing manager so he met her at work it's just interesting you know marriages after 27 years don't just end for no reason um Again, relationships do run their course. Now, going back to the Jeff Bezos and McKenzie, that was Jeff Bezos' wife's kind of splitting. Uh, to say she got rich, she did give half of her $36 billion to charity. So she did give a lot of it. You know, she gave a lot of it to charity. I mean, that's a, that's a great thing. That's also like a business move for those you don't know. When you give a certain amount to charity, you can write it off on your taxes. So her being an individual and not a company... You know, you need to find new ways to write off your taxes. You give half of your money to tax, to charity, write off on taxes. You ease up the tax impact. Then you pocket the rest because if you got that much money. You don't need It's not going to count as income moving forward. It's it's yours. So she's not she's not a simpleton. She's not an idiot, nor nor that I ever want to say that about Melinda or Melinda Gates or Mackenzie Bezos. They're smart women. They obviously help some of the most powerful men get where they got. Um, but anyways, to kind of wrap this up here, because I don't want to belabor the point prayers to both sides. I hope they did it for the right reasons. I hope their are kids, because again, there's children involved. I don't think they're, I think they're all older now, but again, it still impacts the family. Hope things get better. I, the interesting part and why I wanted to bring this up was that after 27 years, a lot of people could say, oh, she's going to get rich. But I think the biggest thing here is that if something ended at 27 years, that should tell us something you know that should tell us something about where they're at and just telling you that you know sometimes it is better to move on even after a late life you know it's never too late to move to the next phase and i hopefully they're doing it respectfully and hopefully they're doing it in a way that they both can grow and respect each other real quick before i get to dr umar Cause that's probably going to take up a good 20 minutes (laughs) and you guys are going to hate me, but that's okay. Um, J Cole is dropping an album and I am Uberly. I don't know what Uberly means, but I'm going to just say it because it sounds like a really good word. But J Cole is finally dropping his album. Um, J Cole is back. His album off season arrives May 14th, excuse me, May 14th. Um, on May 14th, I, I, what day is that? Is that a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday? Hold on a second, guys. Because it's marked on my calendar. That is a Friday. That is next Friday. And I get paid. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. I am not going to listen to it. until so I get off work that day. I'm going to put my headphones on. And I'm going to get me some food because I get paid that day. And nobody bother me. Okay. There will be a podcast out that you can listen to it. That will be my main form of communication that day. Do not bother me. Do not call me. You you know what? Don't even text me. I will be listening to this album. But anyways, like, I'm, I'm excited. Um, we're about to get an influx of music cause summer's about to get, it's, it's about to get warm. you all about to be wearing less and going out more and all that good stuff. <laughs> right. J Cole's going to come. Drake's going to drop something else. He just dropped that little four pack to keep us, get us ready. People are still listening to it. Um, Drake's probably going to drop in the middle of summer. I'm expecting Kendrick Lamar to come on as well. Um, you know, so it, it it's gonna be an interesting summer for music. And this is gonna be the summer that everyone wants to go out. With COVID restrictions going down, with people getting vaccinated, not something else I probably wanted to hit on was just the vaccination, but I think I'll save that for another episode. Um, it, it's gonna be a different type of summer. People are gonna be going on vacation, everything like that. Um, well let me talk about the vaccine real quick before we move on. There has been reports that we have reached the vaccine wall. And what that means is that it's getting harder for Americans or the, the numbers are going down to the number of Americans getting vaccine. To let you guys know, at this point, I have not been vaccinated for there's there's more personal there's more business reasons behind it than personal. Um, again, I am not here on this podcast to tell you to get the vaccine. I'm not here to tell you not to get the vaccine. Getting the vaccine is a personal decision. It is a personal medical decision that you should make for you and or the individuals in your family and or how you feel about helping. uh, Supposedly helping the American community reach herd immunity. Those should be your three factors. You weigh them how you like. Sean is not telling you to do either there, either near or there. Let me just be clear. The three factors are, if you believe that you can help herd immunity, because that's what they're pushing, that if we reach 70% herd immunity, um, that it will help you protect your family and that it's good for you. Those should be the three factors you think about. If those three factors don't weigh high enough for you for you to get the vaccine, I urge you to be your own individual person and choose not to get it. That is up to you. Um. If they do weigh enough for you, I urge you to get it and not care about what anybody else thinks because it's your body. Just like we tell these women about abortion, like, oh, it's your body, your choice. It is literally your body, your choice. This is still your body, your choice. It doesn't get to not apply to whatever we don't want it to. It also applies here. Please do not let these people talk you out your spot. If your spot is getting the vaccine, you go get that joint. If your spot's not getting a vaccine until you feel completely comfortable with it, then you sit there. I know that's an unpopular opinion with a lot of you, but I don't care. You're not gonna get more this is I wish I could sit in in the in the office with Biden and Carmel and say, you know, the more you pander, the ones that were on edge are more on edge. Because when you start trying to say, it's like telling a. I like to use this analogy, and then I'm going to leave this one alone, and I'm going to move on to the Dr. Umar clip. It's like telling a little kid, like, let's say a man rides up to a little kid in a van. He opens the van. He says, Come on, Johnny, get it. He said, Come on, I got some candy here. And the little kid's like on edge. He's like, Oh, I don't know if I should. And then he keeps telling, He's like, Oh, but it's okay. It's okay. You know, all the kids, and you know. The kids not becoming more easier by him saying, okay, okay. kids probably want to understand why is he trying so hard to get me in that van? It's the same concept. I don't know if that was a great example, but hopefully you guys are picking up what I'm putting down that if they continue to pander about putting celebrities in our face and if you really been paying attention. They've been putting black celebrities in our face. Why? Because they know the black community is uneasy about this because of recent medical, because, not recent, but medical past. And that a lot of times when these vaccines come out, and a lot of times when these type of things happen, the African-American community is the ones that suffer because they don't, when they go through clinical trials, they don't test us enough or they don't account for us because we're a smaller population. So usually we don't like to get these type of vaccines till years and years of data is put behind it. And that was my initial issue, you know, with the vaccine. I don't have an issue with it. If people want to get it, they can get it. I may get it one day. I just don't know when, whenever things I feel like I'm ready or when I feel like my schedule is cleared up or whatever my reason is, it doesn't matter. It's my life. I can choose whenever I want. If one day I wake up and say, hmm, I want to get the COVID vaccine, then who cares what y'all think? If one day I wake up and say, nope, I don't want to get it, then that's fine. But anyways, what I was saying, usually black people, we like to do these things once they have years of research behind it, because it's safer for us, because our bodies react differently to different things. And for people who don't know that, that's 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 basic. I mean, so do Asians and other things like that, but we're especially cautious because how we've been treated by America in the past. It's like It's like going through an abusive relationship and then they try to come back and say, well, You know, I know I hit you before, but I won't do it again. Oh, I don't know about all that. You know, we talk about people having PTSD. Black people literally have PTSD. Literally. But. Anyways, yeah, J. Cole vaccine. J. Cole's coming. Don't talk to me. May 14th. Can't wait. I can't wait. I can't. can't. All right, so let's get to my man, Dr. Umar. So before I even start talking, I'm just going to let this clip play. So take a look.
1: Let me ask you a question, Dr. Umar. Are you totally against interracial relationships? I am totally against it, and I want to make sure you understand why. Mm -hmm. It's not because... (laughs) (laughs) Cut it out, (laughs) Envy. Cut it out, Envy. Don't do that, Envy. A hey, we have a name for it. Hey. I, I want... We have a name for it. Okay. The Snow Bunny Crisis. Okay. I am against the Snow Bunny Crisis, and I want your white listeners to understand, because people be trying to say stuff like, uh, "He's the Black Hitler." I'm not the Black Hitler. I am. I am in no way interested in hurting or harming the life of any human. White, Asian, Chinese. I believe in respecting everybody. Mm-hmm. The reason I'm against interracial marriage. Envy and Charlemagne is because marriage is an economic contract. It's an economic contract. Most women do not marry down in status. They marry up. And if you don't believe me, show me a rich white woman married to a broke ass black man. Have you ever seen a rich white woman marry a broke ass black man? No, you have not. And you never will because marriage ain't about love. It's not colorblind and it is totally economic. So if marriage is an economic unification in a contract, how can we, who don't have enough already, Give so much to the white woman and to white people who have already taken too much when we got all these black women out here who will never get married. Only one out of every four black women in America will ever taste marriage. And half of them who taste marriage will be divorced within five years. If you want to save the black family, if you want to save the black family, you have to protect it. And in order to protect it, you have to be against interracial marriage. You can't say, I love the black family, but I don't have a problem with interracial marriage interracial marriage is eliminating the black family because it is not providing our women with enough uh, available and able black men to be their husbands so you're not just white it's it's not just white women you just feel white women, Asian everybody nobody should be marrying out the race because there's political
0: consequences DJ Envy yeah so he said a lot there I know I know calm down stop the outrage Let's take a breath. Calm down. Some of you are like, how can he say that? People can marry who they want. Of course they can marry who they want. I never said that. But let's actually sit here and talk about this. And this is what I wanted to get to today. So Dr. Umar again, he's, um, I like to call him. He's, he's proud to be African. He's proud to be black. Like, let's call it what it is. Is his methodology a little bit off to me? Maybe I don't completely agree. Right, but let's be real. The, the guy, come, he's coming from a place where he's proud to be African-American and wants the African-American community to thrive in America where we have struggled to thrive years and years. Let's be real here. That's what he wants. Now, his methodology, eh, we could talk about that. But the first thing he said, he's against interracial marriage. I want to make it very clear. I don't care what color the person or who you marry. I really don't. I don't care. I don't care because marriage to me, and he talked about this as well, is yes, it's an economic yes, it is an economic decision. He is correct partially there. But for most people, most of us regular people, marriage is economic and it's spiritual and it's and it's um romantic. So, you know, just saying that so yeah, I mean, all right, so let's break this down piece by piece before I just start rambling. He's against interracial marriage. I don't agree with that. He says marriage is an economic contract. He's correct. Partially, it's also spiritual and romantic. Now, at the end, he was getting towards something that was interesting. He said, well, in other people shouldn't marry outside the race because there's political implications behind that. Now, I don't know about so much in America, but let's talk about some other major continents and countries. This there's a reason why if you look in other continents and countries, they don't marry outside their race. It's because there's something called when you marry inside your race and you're able to multiply that race, it creates a sense of power. There is power in numbers. The Chinese are famous for it, you know. How many times do you see people over in China being with people who are not Chinese? Or people that don't look like them. How many times do you see British people not with British people? How many times do you see African people that live actually in Africa being with British people? Like it's it's a little bit of a rarity. America is truly the only place on the planet where you'll see people from different races. Or different racial or ethical backgrounds marry each other. And um, it is an interesting concept. Now that's one of the great things about America. That you can do those things. Um. And that's one of the interesting things about America, because um, there are stories in history, even war history, or countries as they came up, is that that's partly how they grew their power, is that they did not interact outside of their race. Not necessarily, you know, I wouldn't say interact. They didn't marry outside their race. They didn't have children outside their race. So they continue. It's kind of like, I hate to use this word, but like breeding. Like you don't like a pit bull's not gonna go make babies with a rot roller no we're going to keep the pit bull with the pit bull and make a super pit bull you, you know what i'm saying so you have more pit bulls and they're still strong and the pit bull blood is still running through it, and so dr Uma and i hate to use that example of dogs with humans but it's really the only way i can get people to understand dr Uma's kind of explaining that same science here with marriage with races and he and he thinks and I'm you know what I don't necessarily agree with him, but I, I understand what the logic is coming from, if that makes sense. Um, he's saying that about a black American. He's saying, well, we need to keep it inside in house in order for us to multiply, in order for us to eventually gain some type of power here in a country that we don't have much in. You know, he, he also goes on to say, you know, when black when black men marry, you know, people outside the race. We're also taking economically that money away from the black community, which that could, that's debatable because I can marry a white woman and economically, yes, I have to use that money to support my family and support her if that's the arrangement we have. But the other thing that could happen here is that she could also support the black community like we could take the money that we don't have that we don't support our kids or our family and actually input into the black community. Her being a white woman could get me connections to people that maybe I don't have a variability to. So I don't think marriage should be so much based off color of skin, but based off the individual and what they bring to your life. You know, economically, yes, you do need to think about economic implications, business implications, but also spiritually and romantically. Because if you two are truly partners and truly in this together, your partner is going to help you get and support what you want to support. So if you care about the black community, your partner's going to be like, yo, you should give some money to the black community. You should go back into communities and give back. You should import some of the money that you've been blessed with back into that community. Now, does that always happen? I'm going to keep it a buck with you guys. I don't think it happens a lot. I don't think when, you know. Some black men that marry outside their race, their woman is that supported to them, giving all that money or giving so much of their time back to the black community. And I think part of it is because they don't really understand. That's kind of the issue. I don't think that's always the case. I think you got to find I think it's really about finding someone special who supports you in that way, at least from from what I've observed in the couple of interracial marriages that I've seen. Like, it's literally like a couple. It's like two or three. So I could be completely off here. But you know th- that's hard, you know. I- and I will tell you something else about you know, black men dating and marrying outside the race, from what I've observed. And I'm not talking about myself. I'm more talking about what I've what I've seen. Is that a lot of times, unfortunately, they don't take it seriously. You know, um, I was just having this conversation today at the barber shop. I'm in the episode here, and uh, story time. It was this young man. He was getting his hair cut before me. He was really quiet. He didn't say nothing. He didn't he didn't say nothing to the barber. Barber told him sitting on the chair, he didn't say nothing. The only words he spoke to the barber was how much was it? And then he left. He didn't say bye, didn't say hello. I don't know if the kid was having a bad day. I don't know. But this led to me and my barber having a conversation about just kids today. You know, younger people. Like they don't really say hello. They don't say good morning they don't a lot of them don't do these things like how i was raised up like when you walk into a room you say hello you walk in a room you say good morning you you look people in their eyes you shake their hands you uh, pre-covid you shake their hands but you you guys get what i'm saying and that was taught as a basic respect factor but a lot of kids these days are you know is not there they don't do that And one of the reasons that we brought up that why we think especially, and this was a young black boy. So it wasn't a young black boy, but he was like a teenager. He was a black kid. One of the reasons we brought that up is because of the lack of male leadership in black households. And um, we talked about that a lot of times is because the black male is not present in the household. And I'm getting somewhere with this. And, And the reason why is because the black male is so worried about Not so much raising a family, but so much just, for lack of a better phrase, getting laid. And I think that's part of the issue with some black males when they deal with women outside their race and women in general and black women. They just it's kind of the man mentality a little bit. So it comes up that you don't end up instead of what ends up happening in my opinion is that you end up doing that end up just trying to get laid for so long and then you end up with a woman who doesn't truly support your dreams and what you should be into now i'm not saying that's white or black pacific i'm kind of just talking here but i think that's also part of this disposition here that we're talking about how why a lot of people don't agree with interracial marriages because a lot of men don't find women that really support them not necessarily just support them but support their communities that they come from and that takes to find a woman like that that takes study that takes time that takes weeding them out but we as men we're so worried about getting late in in early parts of our lives we probably miss those opportunities always laugh my friends i said i probably i probably passed on my wife already (laughs) me being stupid and not wanting to settle down so i think that's part of it too but i'm rambling here um, I thought that was interesting. I don't agree completely with Dr. Umar, but there were some interesting things that he said there. Um, that was from the Breakfast Club interview with Dr. Umar. So if you're interested in hearing everything he said to kind of make your own decision, you can go back and listen to it. Guys, thanks again. Thanks for rocking with me again, guys. Um, please leave us a review if you haven't at this point. Please follow our Instagram page um please be blessed please be safe i know i usually don't say blessed on here because i'm not very religious on this podcast but be blessed be safe um i know it's summer i know you want to go out more and wear less but just be careful out here guys there's still a virus out here i'm not telling you to live in fear i'm telling you to be smart um if no one's told you guys today i love you guys take care of yourselves be safe and like i always say keep talking